to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Fighting Calm in the Chaos. I'm Denise. And guess what? I'm freaking going to Europe in two days. Woo! Like, I'm super excited. Like, super, super, super excited. Um, It's finally here. The six-month countdown has brought us to two days. Um... Because I ain't counting today. Boom. Um, what are we going to talk about today? I'm going to be honest with you. So I am being very turned off of social media. Like super turned off. And let me tell you why. Because people, I want people to, po- like I want to, fo- if you are posting about your dogs, your puppies, your kitties, your kids, your kids graduated you got new babies, grandbabies. Um, I bought a new car. Look what I did with my garden. I'm all up in your profiles. Okay? Because that is real life. Let's be honest. There are a lot of people who are like, if she posts about that puppy one more time. Um, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I want you to post about your grandbabies. That's real life. That is real life. I want to see where you're traveling. I want to see what you're doing with your family. I want to see what you're growing in your garden. I want to to see it all. Like, I think that's awesome. What are your kids accomplishing? What are you... That is like freaking awesome. What is a huge turnoff is that there is a strong influx of fake biz. Let's just put it there. I'm trying to like, I'm going to circle around this. But you guys know I don't circle, okay? So I'm serving you donuts today. They're going to be super to the point. I got a message behind this. I really thought hard about this. Um, I know that I have so many friends and everything that are in their own businesses. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm tired of it, okay? I am tired of you posting the exact same thing about how extraordinary legacy-based, outstanding, new product, state-of-the-art, this is where you're going to make all your money, make multiple streams of income. Stop! I can't. Like, I can't anymore. It's literally the exact same dang post on every person's profile with all the emojis and stop it. Stop it. If you guys vested as much, we're going to talk about following your passion today because I hear that all the time. Follow your passion. You deserve to work like for yourself. You deserve whatever. Honey, if you were as successful as you state online, and I'm not talking about the cowboys. We already know about the cowboys and the cowgirls. For those of you who are unfamiliar with my podcast and this is like your first time in uh a cowboy 
is someone who works for an MLM company who doesn't need to sell any products because all they do is rally people to make money for them. They make money off recruiting. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not talking about the Cowboys because for whatever reason, they're going to make money no matter what. I don't care if it's the same exact spiel every company they go to every four years. Okay. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's six months. <laughs> Okay, nobody trusts that business and that industry because of this. Do they have great products? Yeah, some of them are awesome. I'm not going to lie. I use some of them. I use Sensi. I use Norwex. I use Epicure. I use Pampered Chef. I use all these. Where my problem is, is when we start talking healthcare. Okay, when we're talking supplementation, because that was my business, right? Holistic Nutrition. Everybody is a freaking health coach. No, you're not. No, you're not. Period. Unless I see where you went to school, you're not a health coach because you took a company, you know, a course at your company that sells diet food or has a diet program so that other people can make money based on multi-level marketing. You're not. You guys, I'm on the soapbox again because I can't stand these posts. They're so misleading and it is a huge contribution. And, and people are like, well, Denise, what do you care? If you don't care, just look the other way. I do. But this is where I'm getting involved because they prey on the average stereotypical woman who is looking for something, they're looking for camaraderie, they're looking for relationships, and I'm tired of everybody throwing God and sisterhood into their posts so that people will feel like it is a place for them to get loved on. And you will get loved on till you don't make any money for them. Then you got to get pushed to the wayside. Think I'm wrong? I can give you a thousand stories that say that I'm right. Now, here's what I'm talking about today. I want to encourage people to go out and make money, okay? And I'm not, for those of you who are new, I'm not like slamming MLM because I was an MLM for over a decade, almost two decades, okay? I made big money in it. I also lost big money in it. You know, it's kind of like a 50-50. I was one of the lucky ones. I think I came out even in the long run. But a lot of people are not. So just so that I'm going to put this out there because anybody in MLM... You can call me up and I'll tell you that you're like full of it, okay? Prove to me otherwise. You know, oh, show me, I show my paychecks. I don't, no, you don't. You show a little screenshot that you and 800 people all showed everybody for the, you know, 108 bucks you made for the month after spending 300 to get it. No, that's not making money, okay? It's not making money, period. And for every product, most every product, that is available in an MLM company. I can find you one from a small business that you could buy direct. That's even better. And you know where everything is and there's no bullshit. You don't have to worry about them going out of business. You don't have to worry about your friend hating you because you didn't want to, you couldn't afford her product anymore. So now all of a sudden she's got to stick up her butt. This happens. Okay. It just turns people crazy. And so I am here to support everyone who wants camaraderie, who wants a sisterhood, who wants to make a little extra money, okay? You can do this 
you can do this. Number one is an affiliate. Get away from MLM. I don't even know why people are still doing that. There are people starting MLMs who literally have been convicted of crimes, but yet people are still joining these companies. Oh, it was just a thing. It was, oh no, it was really his partner that did that, not him. And it, nope, no. Because there isn't a owner or top tier you know, they're top tier cowboys in existence today that isn't dirty in the MLM, period. And if you're not sure, give me a message. If you want to know about what the dirty is on yours, just saying. Um, so we're talking about pursuing your passions because they like to do that a lot. Follow your passion, girl, queen, work from home. You're worthy of all that. God has chosen this path for you. Shut up. Okay, God has lots of paths chosen for you. MLM is not one of them. I guarantee you, okay? <laughs> he has a path for you. You're just not seeing it because you're, you're reading too many of these posts <laughs> online and getting lured in, okay? Don't, okay? But this is for everybody, non-MLM people. Maybe you're just sitting at home and you just desire more. Maybe you have a nine to five job and you're just unhappy. Also, if you want to know how much money somebody is making in an MLM, find out if their husband works or how many jobs they have on the side. That's another one. Here we go. If you're working full time, when I worked MLM, I never worked, period. And my husband didn't make money until a couple years ago when I quit MLM. So <laughs> just saying, you got to put that in perspective, right? So I'm going to tell you right now that they will all tell you to follow your passion. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Sorry for the rant. You guys know how I am, but it's just really bothering me because it's so misleading and it leads to these feelings of abandonment and not feeling well and not being worthy enough and not maybe this isn't for you. And I'm telling you right now that whatever you want in life, you can get, okay, and you can follow your passion but it's not enough. I'm just going to tell you that straight out because I followed for 50 years, tried to follow my passion and it just didn't work because it takes more than passion to get you somewhere. Okay. <clears throat> Passion's not enough. The world needs more than you, right? To do just what you love. I love podcasting, but it, I, I, it, the world needed more. It needed a message. So I tried to make sure I'm giving a message. I'm not speaking to everybody because not everybody loves me, but I'm not here for everybody to love me. I'm here for people like you who are listening now. Okay. So that's what you need to understand. So the world needs more than just you to do what you love. Okay. It needs you to make a difference. Okay. You need to, to find steps, okay, to figure out what people want, right? How you can deliver that value and what it takes to make that work both, you know, fulfilling and satisfying and pay you at the same time. It's not easy. It's more. So actually, when I'm reading on all these posts, follow your passion. You know you deserve extra cash, oh, this paid for my grocery list. This paid for my whatever. And I don't mean to be rude, but like then you're posting your Aldi's receipts. No, if, if, if this paid for your groceries, 
I need you to show me that you just went and dropped like a paycheck at Whole Foods, right? That's what I need to, because that's how I shop. I can't shop all the time at Aldi. There are some things that I can get there, but with all of my food restrictions and trying to eat for autoimmune, it's literally like setting myself up for disaster going in there because I want it all. Because they got some great things. So I'm not knacking Aldi. I'm just saying for how I eat, you know what I'm saying? So follow your passion is literally the worst career advice. It truly is. Um, and, and it's like, you know, and we've heard it. It's a cliche. It's old as time, right? Tale is old as Whatever they say. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> is that like Beauty and the Beast? I think I just sang Beauty and the Beast. Random. Random. Um, so, but when it comes to your career or side jobs or side gigs, whatever they're calling them now, okay? They, they People say, follow your passion, okay? And, you know, this... They also splashed this across self-health books. You're hearing it in, hey, it's graduation time. People are talking about it in their speeches. Every career coach in the world is touting, follow your passion. That's how you're happy, right? And it it's not real sound advice in the long term. Because ultimately, the message actually could hold be holding you back in your future career or your future endeavors, okay? So... Uh, there was a um, research done at Stanford University, okay? And they were researching uh, findings and the follow your passion advice, right? And how it could be detrimental to an indiv individual success, right? Due to what it does is you get this narrow-mindedness and this dedication to a single passion. Think about that. What is your passion? Now, for all you people under the age of 30, your passion could very well be the same thing. I would gander, I, I, you know, I would bet a gander, okay, that it probably isn't. You're probably on maybe two. If you're real, like, go-getter type A personality, you're probably on maybe three. By the time I was 30, I was, like, on three, okay? But I'm 50. If I followed my passion from when I first left, I would be in a poop load of trouble right now because it's changed so many times. It's very narrow-minded path to be on following your passion, okay? Because what it does is, is they're saying the Stanford research, right, is that it assumes that you're only going to have one passion in life. What? Like, people are dynamic. We have more than one specific life interest. I do. You know, I, I mean, I love crochet. Can I make this a business? I probably can, but here's the deal. I can't be artistic on demand. So how's that going to help me, right? Somebody commissioned something for me. I really cannot do it, which is why I try to crochet blankets way ahead of time. Like if I hear that there's a baby in utero, I'm crocheting. I just did a blanket for somebody way ahead. I found out she just got pregnant. We're talking first trimester. I did the whole blanket. I have frogged. Frog means you pulled it all out for the non-crochet peeps. But I have frogged the border on this thing three times. Now I'm going to Europe. She's already had the baby. And here I am with a blanket with no border. It's like I feel rushed now. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like I'll never understand. I have a friend who is a graphic artist. And I can't even imagine the stress behind that job. 
that you get like advertisements and companies coming to you and you have to, you know, bring up this like logo campaign by show. Nope. I'm like literally breaking out and I was just thinking about it. My hats off to anyone who can do that. Like be creative in a, in a job and, and have a time limit. Like, like, wow, I just can't. Um, but you know, you're more dynamic. People are dynamic. They have more than one specific life interest, right? So it can be limiting to select just one passion. And then it leaves zero space for any other passions that like you have yet to be like discovered. But what are you going to do? Right? Because then you feel like you spent so much time following this passion. Now it's no longer a passion. You have a new passion. And you know, what are you going to do now? You just invested three years into this one passion. Are you a failure? Are you, you know what I'm saying? It's so just structured, you know, I need a little more willy nilly in my life, which is what I did. I went through like so many different career changes and industry changes and I've hopped all over the place. I mean, I've been in risk management. Okay. So legal risk management insurance world. And then I switched to nursing. I've also done um, administration. That was really good administration because I'm, and it was always like corporate administration because I was so detail oriented and I could do multiple things at once. So sometimes I headed up multiple CEOs. I would be like the corporate secretary. Um, and then I also did cooking. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the board, peeps. I did holistic nutrition. I started honing it down into healthcare more and more. And then what happened? Then after all that, I wound up go doing pot. I'm I'm homeschooling and podcasting. Well, what? Why? You know what I'm saying? Because again, I narrowed down. I like to talk, right? So what better? I'll even talk to myself like I am now. This is even better because at least in my mind, I feel like I am portraying a message and I'm doing something for other people. Even though I can't physically see you, I see the comments online. I see the downloads. I see, you know, people reaching out to me in Messenger and stuff like that. And that means everything to me. So I'm like, oh, hey, well, I love this part of it. So, yeah. So number one, it assumes we only have one life passion. Another reason why follow your passion stinks is number two, it assumes passions don't change with time and which is which we I've already topped on, right? Like, there we go. I just like spruce them all together. Um, we are human beings and we continually evolve literally in every stage of our lives. And what we once loved, right, may now be fond or not, or not so fond, right? Memory. We're in constant flux. And that means that our passions are most likely going to be two. So you got to keep that in mind. So um, I'm going to take a quick break for our sponsor and I'll be right back. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Reclaimed. Reclaimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got. 
which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond dust tables and coat racks. Personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Reclaimed at www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Breclaimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. We're back here. Welcome back to Finding Calm in the Chaos. I'm Denise, and we're talking about why the advice of following your passion really not sound advice. It just really isn't. So uh, Stanford University did a um, a review of this, and basically there are some things why follow your passion is kind of bad career advice, in all honesty. So one, it assumes that we only have one passion in life, right? Not true. Um, I am literally 53 years. I've literally had dozens of passions that I've worked towards. Number two, it assumes passions don't change with time, which is going to happen, right? Number three is what we're going to work on now. And it assumes we already know what our passion is. So you're being told straight out of college, follow your passion. I have no idea what my passion is. I literally am going to just get a bill for hundreds of thousands of dollars, most likely right now in student loan debt. I have no job. And if I do have a job, it's substandard and I hate it. I mean, let's be honest, right? There's going to be very few people right out of college who are working for their dream job. That is literally very rare. Um, and uh, most, I'll be honest with you, most people who graduate from college don't even work in their designated field that they got their degree in. Mr. Sith is one of them. He has a, a bachelor's degree in aviation management and he is an IT professional. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? But it assumes we already know what our passion is. So, you know, many people are not able to confidently state like the specific passion and how you could tie it to a career, right? If this is you, don't worry, you're not alone. Duh right? Most people need time. They need education. They need exposure to like different jobs, companies before they're able to like hone in on this passion. It took me 53 years. Not knowing your passion can be a source of a lot of stress, like tremendous stress and anxiety. So for those who've yet to find it, this advice can make us think that there's something innately wrong with us, but there isn't. Okay. There isn't. It's completely okay. And let's be honest. So for people my age, 
this could be something like, oh, hey, you know, it could be like some evidentiary, you know, evidentiary information. Like, wow, you know, huh, that makes sense, Denise. But for this whole new generation of maybe early 30s, 20-somethings for sure, I'm guessing maybe 36 and under, this could be life-altering, okay? There's a lot of anxiety that runs within those generations for tons of reasons we're not going to discuss on this podcast, but they are high-anxiety depression generations, okay? So this is a lot of stress to have people just be like, follow your passion, and you know, you're still in the basement of your mom's house trying to figure out life, you know, and don't figure out life. I'm 53. Here's what life is. And you're not, it doesn't matter what I say, but people my age are going to do this. Life is about accepting and being blessed for every day that you wake up just the way it is. And finding dreams, visions, passions that you can work towards to occupy your time while still being blessed and thankful for the day and the things that you have and the love that you have around you that day. Honest to gosh, right? Honest to God, that is the key to living a good life. And it took me a long time to realize that. In my 50s, was like awesome. It was like, that's when you just don't care about what anybody thinks and you just want to enjoy yourself. You don't want any problems. You don't want to, you, I, I just feel, uh, maybe you don't. I don't know. When I turned in my 50s, I just want things to be <clears throat> just chill. I just can't get upset about things anymore. I can't get up every morning and go through my OCD routine of shutting the front light and doing the blinds. And if you have OCD, you understand. There's like a list of things you do every day. And if you miss one of them or you get interrupted, you have to start the list again, uh, even though some of it may have already been done. <clears throat> and that's part of the disease. But let me tell you, I just, I'm breaking that. I don't want to be stuck in those ruts. I don't want to be start, stuck in those behavior patterns. I want to know that like this morning, I wanted to just get up late. I didn't get up late. I got up at five, but I laid in bed and I did my Italian. I laid in bed. I did my social media checkup. I did some podcast business. Peter got up then. I knew we didn't have to get up. It's eight o'clock, right? Normally I'm like already up and about. Nope. I was like, nope. Today I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to relax. I don't care. He could watch TV on the bed. I'm going to take a shower. I'm not rushing. And I'm telling you, the mornings are just so much more desirable. They're so much happier. Then I come downstairs, we have breakfast, I do my devotional, I have a daily devotional, I read it every day, it's called Jesus Calling. Let me tell you, if I, the earlier you read some of those daily devotionals, the more your day is set, like perfectly. For me, anyway, I've just found that it's just much easier to get through the day. But I just feel like I don't want any, like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to be happy for today. And I have tons of things that I want to do. But if they get done, they get done. If they don't, they don't. But know that pursuing a passion because you like doing it 
I got lucky. And most people, like, I worked hard, okay, but I also got lucky. I made the cereal box video that went viral. It got a ton of people on social media for me. But how did I get that viral video? I posted every day. I was committed to posting every day because you have to in order to keep these social media algorithms going. It's like, but I also didn't want to get lost in social media, you know, where you're just stuck scrolling all day and sucked into the social media web. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's eight hours later and you don't know where the hell your day went. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I got to do, be out of there, look at some stuff and boom, I'm done. I time myself now on social media. I have to, because it's an addiction for everybody. Even if you think it's not, check how long you're on it. It's an addiction. Um, so finding your passion, not good advice. Assume as we already know what our passion is, not so much, okay? Um, and let's see, four, it gives the impression that passion should come with ease, like, right, organically, or a magical dream job is waiting in the wings. This you see a lot on the postings on social media. This is what really makes, nothing is organic when it comes to MLM. I'm just telling you right now. It is all intricately, there is a precise formula for doing it all and it might seem new to you because you're new to MLM or you haven't been in it long enough but it is a precise formula there's nothing organic about it but pursuing your passion does not come with ease it doesn't come look at 53 years later I'm podcasting I didn't even know what a podcast was 40 years ago no one did I, I mean what and I'm just fortunate every day that I wake up that I look and I'm like, wow, 4,000 people downloaded the last episode. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to have this voice and people are listening. Because I'm non-celebrity. Don't forget, my stats come from a non-celebrity. There's celeb podcasts and the non-celeb podcasts. So I'm all in. But it is not easy. It's not, nothing magical is happening, you know, period, okay? When you're looking for a career, it's helpful to be aware of, like, what your strengths are, the things that come to you easily, right? Um, you can, then you can kind of consider the types of professional, you know, the positions that where you can utilize those skills. But if you don't know your strengths yet, it's okay to try different things, right, and see what makes you happy. You know, your passions are the same way. They should be developed in their own right, not chased after. Okay, you got to develop them because you might be, you know, if you're chasing a passion, okay, let's just say you're really into like, I don't know, I don't know, whatever, uh, <clears throat> candles. So let's just say you're really into candles and then all of a sudden, like, you know, four years you're pursuing candles, you're all in, you're like buying stuff, you're making shell companies, you're doing all this stuff to like get all this out of your house, you know, and, and do the best you can and and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you, you stumble across stained glass and you saw somebody make a stain. I'm making this up completely, guys. Okay, I know it's ridiculous examples. But let's just say you went somewhere and you're like, oh my God, you watched somebody make stained glass. And you're like, that is amazing. I could totally do that. It's so relaxing. And then like you have all this candle stuff in your house. You invested everything you had in these candles. 
well, okay, well, now you got to pivot and you've got to sell all your candle stuff, start buying all your stuff to make stained glass. So, I mean, you don't have to be like, you weren't a failure at the candles. You just pursued a passion probably a little more intensely than you should have until you experimented a little bit to know what was going on. I mean, honestly, I spent 50, 53 years. Yeah. 50, yeah. 53 years. Um, talking and gabbing my way out of stuff and telling stories at parties and to friends and family and uh, anybody who would listen till 53 year late years later I came across a podcasting platform and now I can do this you know hey that's 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 a long, that's the long wait game right <laughs> for real so just uh they should be developed in their own time and not chased after. And uh, let's see, number, we're on five. Okay, so five, just because you have a passion for something, this is so true, doesn't mean you're good at it. Okay, so uh, yeah, America's Got Talent. Yeah, that's a great example of this concept. Okay, so if you aren't good at your chosen passion, you're probably unlikely to rise quickly in the professional rankings. You know, how many people think they're amazing singers and they're like so confident and then they go on these shows and they sing and you're just like, is this a punk? Like, am I getting punked right now? And the, the even the panel is just like, wow. Like, I didn't see that coming. The confidence really was well overqualified from the voice. Does that mean that that passion of having, of singing is, is any lessened? No, they absolutely have a passion for singing. Okay, guys. I have to laugh because just now <laughs> I was like distracted and talking. Um, I got a text message from somebody listening to another podcast and they're asking why I'm hating on MLMs and she's so disappointed that I would do that. And I'm like, don't be. Okay, so here's the deal. I, if you want to do something, you do something. But here's the deal. The industry itself sets it up for this. This is not nothing that's new. I'm not stating anything that isn't already a well-known fact or should be. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I was in it. I'm still purchasing from some MLMs, but I just am unhappy, which is why I'm not in the industry anymore, with how they continually run things in an age where things can be run differently. Why don't they run things differently? Because then it's not a money grab for the owners and the people on top, period. Uh, sorry, not sorry, guys. I'm not the only person with this opinion. I'm just one of the only people stating it in a kind fashion. Because there's, <laughs> if you go to Reddit, their whole hate on MLM boards, just saying. Um, so... <laughs> So sorry for that little intermission there, but um, yeah, I'm not hating on the industry. It just sets itself up to do this and be a perfect example. And if you're going to be the perfect example so that people understand it, I'm going to do it. And most likely, if you are offended by this in some way and you're in MLM, I have tons of people who listen that are in MLM and they're not upset with me. You know why? Because they have full-time jobs and they're working this as a true side gig and they're making some money on the side and they love their products. And I love their products, which is probably why I'm still ordering from them. Perfect example is my friend, Jen. So I've never met Jen, 
I don't know if she's listening now, but hi, Jen. Um, she lives like a couple cities over from me. She's literally within 30 minutes of me. She does Epicure. So if you need an Epicure lady, let me know. I like Epicure because it's clean. It's gluten-free. Okay. So I don't, it takes the thought out of everything immediately for me. Okay. So I like it. Do I need a ton of stuff? No. But when I do reboot, I get all of it. Like I love their freaking falafel mix is amazing. Um, but I'm the only one in my house that makes it, that likes it. So I'm like, okay. So I make them for like little snacks for myself, like in and out, boom, boom, boom. You know, I might now I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to make falafel today. Um, but little things like that, like I love what they stand for. It's a, was started originally by a Canadian woman and I think her daughter, I don't know. Sorry, Jen. Um, but I like the products there. I feel they're reasonably priced. They deliver quickly. They always have good sales. Jen is wonderful. She never pushes things on me. She has a group where she posts stuff. She'll post what's going on for the day. And if I want it, I want it. And if I don't, I don't. Not, oh, listen, I need $60 more to meet my thing for my wood. I don't care. How's that affect me? Go out and like, you don't ask people for money. Go out and start working for it. Same applies to MLM, okay? Start making follow-up calls. Start reaching out to new people. If you're just posting on Facebook publicly on your regular wall about your businesses, stop. Just stop. Nobody likes, that's why you're not doing well and you need an extra 60 bucks or whatever to make your director or whatever the hell it is. I don't care. Um, nobody cares. So stop asking. It's really quite rude. That would be like saying, you know what? I work for a corporation. Let's just say you work for a big corporation. It's a building in your downtown. Pick a downtown. I live in near Chicago. So downtown Chicago. You're, it's a big, you, you know, you want a promotion. In order to do that, you can get a raise and a trip. I don't know, to see the Chicago Cubs play. I'm just throwing this out there, okay? Totally facetious, okay? And so that would be like, let's just say Tony works there. Tony wants this promotion, and he certainly wants them tickets to the Cubs game. But Tony's short. He's not beating Beth. Beth's kicking his ass right now. But Tony wants it. So Tony writes letters to everybody at the company via email. And he says, you know, I'm only 20,000 short of Beth to win this prize. And I really want it, guys. I want the Cubs tickets and I really want this promotion. Can you guys buy some stuff for me so I can make it? No, Tony. We, could you imagine somebody sending you that email that they, you can do something for them, for them to get their promotion? Do you see how incredibly insane it sounds now? Stop doing it on social media as well. It, there's just so many ways that you can, have, and everybody thinks they're an influencer. You are not an influencer, honey. Oh, let's just put it this way. I'm not an influencer. And I have over, what, I think there's like 13K following here. I got 4,000 a download here on the podcast. I am not an influencer. Do I have some influencer goods? Because that's what they call them, right? Do I have some affiliate codes for stuff? Yeah, for products that I like. So if I like the product and I can refer it to other people and make 10 bucks, okay. And then I let you know. They're on my link tree if you want to know. I have stuff for dogs, stuff for kids, stuff for you. Who cares? That's different. 
I'm not advertising every day on my page to buy stuff for me. I need $10 off on my Thrive Market, everybody. Can you order? No. Don't do that stuff. Um, it's just the lazy way of doing it. Nobody cares. And if nobody really thinks about this, and then you wonder why you're not successful. And then you have uplines. Oh, I'm going to get, get all crazy. She's got me crazy now that she sent me that email. And I'm like, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't give a shit anymore. Okay. All right. I'm good. Thanks for dealing with that. Uh, number five, just because you have a passion for something doesn't mean that you're good at it. You could totally suck at it. Like some of these people do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. Um, so, yeah. I mean, American talent shows, like I said, American uh, America's Got Talent uh, is pretty, you know, you know, right away. Okay. Um, whether or not these people are good. Right. So in the long run, if you're pursuing a passion that you suck at, you're kind of, you know, ultimately hindering your life goals in the long run. <laughs> okay, number six, sorry. Uh, once you shift your life's passion into your job, it becomes just that. It's a task and you got to do it. Think about it. If you're doing something habitually and for a money game, right? Monetary gain, that's the key here, okay? That's the key. I'm doing it again in MLM, Okay. When it becomes monetary gain, the passion loses the luster that it once had. You don't have a passion for these supplements. You have a passion for the 20 bucks you get every time you sell one. And people smell that from a mile away, just saying, okay? But it can happen outside of stuff. If you're doing things just for the money, then you're a slave to the money. You're not, you're becoming a slave to your passion right? A passion can be a hobby instead of a profession. Know what I'm saying? You can sell those stained glass windows on the side and still work nine to five and not have to worry about your pension. Know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, seven, it is a privilege message not afforded to all. Now, I don't like the new peep. I'm not saying the W word. Okay. W okay. Um, I am not going to say the, you know, I, I don't like that. Privileged is a little played out for me, okay? Because a lot of people would say I'm privileged because I'm Caucasian. Um, I'm of Italian, Eastern European, and Irish descent. And um, my life was not a privilege. It was a privilege to have life that God gave me. And my parents, I'll give you that. But my life was not privileged. I lived hard. You guys know my background. I lived with a, a shitty childhood, a traumatized childhood. Um, I've been in and out of like addiction. I've been in jail. There's a, that, that's not privileged, okay? That is the same thing that everybody else would do if they make the same, if they have the same family, right? Or the same trauma life steps that I took or continued to make the wrong decisions and bad decisions in life like I did. You know what I'm saying? That's not privilege. That's uh, a uh, effed up start to life, right? And then poor decision making after that, right? Because you can't blame your parents on everything. Even if you had the most effed up traumatic experience, you can't blame your parents for shit. Because once you are out of the house, you're out of the house, people. You got to let it go. I don't care how deep the abuse or the trauma was. 
you need to get therapy and you need to straighten yourself out because it's time that you take control of your life. You can't keep living in the past. I had done that for so long and I'm like, really? Get a hold of yourself, Denise. Time to move on. Um, it, But following your passion is a privileged message that is not afforded to all. That word works there, right? Because money is not like, let's just say money's not a necessity for you. Okay. For me with Mr. Sith right now, money is not a necessity for us. Okay. But uh, for a vast majority of the working force, money drives what profession you choose until you establish yourself enough to make alternative decisions, right? Focus on what you personally deem valuable in the present, right? Remote work, uh, unlimited time paid off, flexible bonus hours, whatever works for you, you know, extra PTO, whatever they call them now, okay? I don't know, yeah. So it, unlimited, the PTO, I don't know. I've never heard of unlimited PTO, but apparently it's the thing right now. I'm like, I wish they had that when I was working corporate. But through those benefits, you may be able to free up some time for your passions on the side, okay? Not everybody can just like drive a home business that's driven on a passion full time because somebody has to pay the mortgage and the rent and it has to be consistent. Plus, you know, you all may also be feeding retirement. You have kids, they need to be fed, bills to be paid, schools to be paid. Yeah, it, you know, kids, kids cost money, okay? So ultimately, the whole point of this podcast was let's flip, you know, the old script of following your passion and instead kind of lean more towards a more attainable career advice, okay? Committing to learning and relearning what energizes and drains you. Doesn't that sound great? By dedicating yourself to what sparks your interest and what doesn't, right? You can, you can easily align or more easily align, okay, with a successful career path that highlights your, highlights your true talents, okay? So commit to learning and relearning what energizes and drains you. Don't just blindly follow your passions. Hope that helps. Have a good one. Lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness. Kindness.